the man behind the hustling grind. This is pride, courage, determination, and perseverance. Welcome to No Lucks Given. Right, and just like that, welcome to the No Lucks Given podcast with my co-host. I'm Danny Keith, and then I got a brother in the building. Go ahead, introduce yourself. Brother Luck. Brother Luck in the building. The welcome to the No Lucks Given podcast. We appreciate you guys for tuning back in. And we got a special guest today. Let's introduce our special guest. We have the one, the only, <laughs> the man behind every glass of wine that you get to sip and enjoy. Right. This is the person who can tell you. If there was a cow having a baby 30 minutes away from where this grape was grown, <laughs> Mr. Steve Kander. Go ahead. Steve Kander. We scoot you, so you in here a little bit more. Oh, go ahead. Oh, oh in the live. Yeah, yeah get yeah. him in the live. Get him in the live. There you go. Now we can see you. There you go. And, and I should go check the cameras. But go ahead. Take us off while I'll check the cameras. All right. So. Uh, we've got some amazing things going on right now. We are uh, in the middle of getting ready to do some phenomenal dinners this weekend. Uh, we are doing a seven-course pairing uh, up here at the studio. We've been working on these these influences of heritage and, and my Creole background. And tonight we're going to talk wine pairings for this dinner. Um, Steve and I have been working together just kind of a background for about, what, 15, 16 years now? Somewhere yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. About 15, 16 years, Steve and I have been working together, uh, tasting wine, drinking wine, cooking, eating, yep. uh, all the above. And uh, he's a big piece of, of what we of do. the puzzle. So, and, and that's actually kind of what, what I'm excited about because we are going to talk about the dinner. But I'm going to kind of interview Sauce a little bit about uh-huh. those early beginnings because like brother said, they've been working together for about 15, 16 years. And uh, before we do that, Sauce, I want you to introduce yourself to the people. Go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, give a proper introduction. I call him Sauce Baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the people that know me call me Sauce. Right. Yeah, I'm Steve Sauce Kander. Uh, been with brother 15, 16 years. Been in the restaurants uh, industry for a long time. And I love wine. So and I love food. So everyone, I make a good team. We do, we yeah, do. There, there's something special about what we do, and I, th- I think that's one of the most important parts. Is you know we've been we've been doing these pairings for so long, and yep. we get so in depth into the why of the wine pairing of the food pairing. And as I eat at other restaurants and I get to experience other tastings, it, it really comes back to like holy sh- shnikey, what we're doing is something on a completely different level. It's amazing, yeah. All right, and and I'm just going to fix the live because I, I want sauce in it a little bit better. Is that fair? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So let's, let's let, you know, let's just kind of talk about the dinner. So we've got seven courses that we're getting ready to do this weekend. Um, we're doing a fagua macaroon. Uh, that's going to be served uh, a nice fagua mousse inside of this almond and egg white cookie. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of, of blood orange in there. Uh, some Luxardo cherries, kind of a twist off of an old fashioned. I marinate the fagua with a little bit of, of, of bourbon and bitters and lemongrass and ginger. So I think that's something that's really fun there. Um, so that's that's course number one. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take it back because brother and sauce are going to talk food. <laughs> and then I'm going to I'm going to talk documentary ask questions because sauce, when you met brother, speak about who brother was. Um, in your perspective, what, oh, what comes to your mind? Um, what kind of things was he doing? Speak to me about early relationship with brother. Well, he was slicing the golf ball a lot more than he was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. This is so good. Uh, now, when, when I first met brother, uh, you know, 
I'll never forget. I was sitting in. Uh, we were at Shymont Resort, and I was sitting in the uh, all employee meeting. And uh, Chef Poulin, who's a good friend of both of ours, stood up and he says, "Well, we got a new executive sous chef coming, and his name is Brother Luck." <laughs> and we all kind yeah. of looked around the room, and and I I, ne- I didn't know at that moment in time how instrumental that would be in the rest of my life. Wow! At that point in time, I I heard that name for the first time. And now here we are 15, 16 years later. So it's crazy. Uh, he's been an inspiration for me. And uh, we both have amazing passion for food and wine. And it's, it's uh, you know, 15, 16 years for a chef and son to be together. It's pretty amazing in itself. So speak about like that time period. Okay. You, you, Brother Luck is introduced. Real name Brother Luck is introduced <laughs> to you. Oh, we're going to need some wine for this. <laughs> uh, all, right, well, all right. So you can introduce yeah. the wine. But, but talk to me about those early, bef- like, how you guys were working together, like what was he doing? Um, speak about like like who he was at that time, what was going on, if that's fair. You don't yeah. mind if I uh, interview him, yeah? No, 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 I'm digging this. this right. You know, I'm, I'm just going to kind of help sauce out with this. So Yeah, I want to hear We're going to start with Valentine's Night, yeah, right, 2006. Yeah. Well, they threw us both into the club at the same time. Much. <laughs> okay, here, look, yeah, what's yeah. the club? Yeah, help yeah. us out. So Cheyenne Resort also has a country club of Colorado. And and both brother and I were upstairs when he first came, and I was a beverage supervisor in, in the Will Rogers Lounge, the beverage carts and whatnot. And Chef was the executive sous chef of the restaurant. And then I remember I was there for a couple of years, and then at the Country Club of Colorado, the food and beverage manager's job, um, there were seven food and beverage managers in the first two years that I was at the Shanghai Resort. And our, and our a wonderful person in both of our lives, Laura Newman, was the general manager there, called me in the office one day and she says I think you should take that job down there at the club the food and beverage manager and I said are you trying to get rid of me because <laughs> <laughs> that's like a kiss of death position yeah but, and she said I'll tell you what you take the job if things go bad I'll pull you out so she gave me a lifeline Amen. I said okay mm-hmm. I'll take I'll take the job and, and then I lasted down there for five years which is pretty amazing good yeah. for you good for you but at the same time uh, we had a chef down there and I hadn't gone down there yet. I think you and I started at the same time. Same night, yeah, Valentine's. Same night. <laughs> and we, we had a chef down there who uh, put a menu together. You, you'll have to elaborate on that. Yeah, so uh, I was sitting, you know, I'd only been at the hotel maybe a week, week and a half. I hadn't been there that long. And we were we were sitting in a staff meeting, a, a food and beverage leadership meeting. Yeah. And we're talking about uh, upcoming events. And it was it was Valentine's Day. And... I remember asking the chef, well, how are we looking down at the club with their menu? And he goes, you know what? You should go downstairs and check on uh, the chef. Yeah. So I went downstairs. It's probably about 3 o'clock, 3.30. I went downstairs, and I start looking at this tasting menu that he wrote. And it's this elaborate tasting menu, multi-courses, and nothing's prepped. Nothing is prepped? Nothing's done. What? Like he's got to make con he's got consomme uh which is this clarified broth that takes how you know, how, how much time between hours and hours and hours, uh-huh. right? You want it nice and crystal clear, you got to chill. Like there's a lot of work that comes into making a good consomme. Mm. He just had got the stock on the stove. And like, this is this is like this, this is, is like 3:30. Like, and this dinner is starts the day at 6. Of, oh my God. So no, I get on the phone, gosh. right? When you work in the big hotels, you can always, you know, jump on the phone and call up to the main kitchen. I get on the phone and I call chef and I'm like, hey, um, <laughs> we're in the weeds. There's nothing done and uh, we need help. So I put out the distress call. I put out the 911 and uh, they sent Steve down to help. And we. <laughs> we so Steve we, is helping prep? No, I'm, I'm in the front of the, the house. The front of the house. Okay. Yeah. So. 
him and I literally jumped in to, to essentially save the day and work through this. <laughs> this because are you working night. through service and prepping for the night? Is yeah. that kind of what's going on? So I, I, I was in the kitchen the whole night, like putting out tickets, making sure the food got done, like yeah. making this thing happen. Yeah. For and the, for the club members. Yes. For all the country club members. So yeah. Valentine's day, 2006, we got rocked. Oh, wow. And you're, and you're in there. Okay. <laughs> Making it happen. Okay, okay. And that's the beginning of how you guys met. Is that fair to say? Yeah. So the, the GM was was a big fan because he saw how we sur- survived and, and actually put out some decent stuff that night. Yeah. And uh, you had just accepted that role. Yeah. And next thing I know, I got the phone call. Hey, <laughs> uh, Mr. Kirkman wants you to go down to the country club yeah. and run the country club because that chef's not going to work out. Mm, okay, okay. So we let we let that chef go. I mean, I think the next day wasn't too long. That was my fir- that was <laughs> probably my first termination at that at that yeah. property. <laughs> Such a and, and so early in your beginnings, man. That's yeah. crazy to think that that's how you met. So so speed up to like you guys's relationship. Like, how are you guys building your relationship? And get me to the first wine dinner. How do you get there? Is that? Oh. Yeah, that's a good question. Well, I I think. <clears throat> I, I think brother and I were just kind of feeling each other out. You know, we respected each other, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Gabe. It, yeah. It was Gabe. Gabe brought the students in. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's he right. brought, that's yeah, right. Gabe, yeah, Gabe Gabriel brought the students in from Paragon yeah. to do a wine class, yeah. and that started us planning the first wine dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And we, we did quite a few wine dinners down there. But we would, uh, you know, that's where I really started to get into the sommelier thing as well. Because I hadn't taken my sommelier exam at that point in time. Mm. My first and, one. And this is 2006. Yeah. Is that, two, is that 2006, right? 2006, 2007 now. And mm-hmm. we're, we're starting to, uh, the, the club members, were, I'm, I'm looking. I'm in high school I, cutting I, up. Yeah, I'm looking at trying <laughs> to keep my job down there because I know, I know it's a kiss of death position. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out ways to entertain the club members and things to do and mm. crazy things like they were closed on 4th of July and there's this huge patio out there that looks at the fireworks at about 100 yards away and I was like why are you closed on 4th of July because <laughs> nobody wanted to work yeah, exactly. right. that, that is very correct <laughs> and New Year's Eve for the club members the place is dark why are you closed on New Year's Eve that's the busiest night in the restaurant industry so we came up with this idea uh, to do a casino night for them and do a big dinner and casino night and it started, it started to take off and then once we started to take off, the club members, well, what else are you can do for us? What else are you can do for us? So that's when we started the wine dinner thing, and that's mm-hmm. when we really started to get into well, what, what can we do? What can we do fun? And and, that, and, that, and Gabe was really instrumental in, in, in helping us, you know, bring in some wines for us to taste. Because at that point in time, I wasn't selling mine. Mm. So this is so early in your yeah, career, absolutely. And then yeah. so that's that's the important tangible that that a lot of, that I'm getting from it is that you guys have grown together. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Speak about each other. I want to go back and forth. Like, how, how you guys have watched each other grow over the years. Talk about that from one another. I think one of the, the most amazing parts was, you know, as, as Steve and I worked together early on in our career, um, you can tell he was a natural educator. He, he wanted to explain what was going on. So he had this passion for wine, and, you know, he would he would – really get excited to to take someone on a journey. And I think Tina's a perfect example. You know, yeah. when, when we moved here to Colorado back in 2006, uh, you know, we, we drank, I drank wine, but not heavily. And, and Tina, she loved her 
Rieslings. I mean, it was more sweet wines. And, mm-hmm. you know, Steve was like, I'm going to educate you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> did you like, like she, wine before, and, and before? She was like, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. I was, Were you I've into always, it? Oh, absolutely. I, and I built a lot of wine lists over my career in other restaurants as manager and whatnot. I've built a lot of wine lists. Mm. Uh, and then I remember it was actually Travis Blaney who came down and uh, he asked me one day, he goes, hey, do you want to take a sommelier exam? And I go, yeah, I'll take your sommelier exam. And I thought, yeah, I can do that. And then I started studying, and I realized I knew nothing about wine. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you talk, I feel that way. I knew nothing about wine. So, and I studied a lot, and then, then I really got passionate about it and mm-hmm. excited about it. And, uh, and, then, and, then, and then we took the journey. Man, that's so dope to hear, hear that. Brother, uh, w- w- what do you think about Sauce's, you know, journey in itself? You know, seeing him start from, from pretty much nothing. To now, you guys are, are you guys have a great relationship and great chemistry. The way you guys break down these wine dinners, because if I could say myself, like I think that's you know probably the most part of my journey with you guys has been those wine dinners. Mm-hmm. Like they're incredible, and it's definitely made me appreciate and love wine. But it's I, I still don't know it. Yeah. But at any rate, um, speak about his his journey. You know, from your perspective. Well, you know, I think there's a key piece there because uh, I actually left. Mm-hmm. Um, Tina and I moved away for two years, uh, two three years, and uh, that's when Steve really started getting getting into the. Um, <laughs> that's when Steve really started getting into the 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 certifications. Uh, we had done the James Beard dinner uh, in New York, and um, Mary Watson was the one who was talking about Steve should go for his certifications. Yeah, and that's why Travis was pushing that when he yeah. got back is because we had spent that time with Mary. And she was really big on, I think she, I forget what level Mary was at the time. Um, but that was a big part. And it, it's always unique to come back and, and, and look at that gap. Because when I came back to Colorado in late 2012, 2013, Steve had this phenomenal just knowledge. I mean, it was a breath of fresh air of just, <laughs> he was so excited to talk about wine on, on just a whole nother level. And I had, yeah. I had obviously been you know, on my own journey in Chicago and in Texas. And, um, I was in Texas. I knew I wanted to come back to Colorado at that time. And Steve was the one who said, Hey, I'm at this restaurant and I really think you'd be the perfect fit for them. Um, I've already sold them on you. So yeah, yeah. you need to get out here and come have dinner you need and to come be my chef again. And this is <laughs> yeah. what Craftwood is. This that is the Craftwood. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Ta- okay. Talk about that. Talk about Craftwood time frame. Yeah. If you guys don't mind. Well, I think that was kind of the beginning of the realization that what we did together was special. You know, we had done dinners at the club before and, you know, I was still very young in my chef education as far as like who I was identity and what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of imitation of, of chefs that you respected or books you were reading. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Steve was just really starting to kind of get into what he wanted to do. And he was excited about wine. But when, when you move forward to the Craftwood a couple of years later, I'm coming back with confidence mm-hmm. and I'm trying to make a statement, especially here in, um, especially here in, in Colorado Springs, because I'm back and yeah. I want people to know I'm back. Right. So, you know, he's, he's built this phenomenal wine list. He's, he's doing these blind tastings every week. I mean, he's, he's really pushing his education. So I came in with this determination that what we're going to do here in the kitchen is going to be on the same level. 
<laughs> and 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 that's that's really where Craftwood. I mean, that my whole hope for that whole time frame of being at Craftwood, I thought that was going to be a forever home. Wow. I I mean, it was it was a Michelin style restaurant, tucked in a mountainside. It was a hundred years old. It had this beautiful garden that Steve had put together with all these other chefs from over the times, and mm-hmm. I was so excited to work there. So I'll speak about that that Craftwood time frame yeah, from your perspective. Yeah, the cool because uh, uh, getting brother back, because I was there, and I, I had a chef I was working with that was really good, and then we lost him, and then we had another chef there that I wasn't too. He was a vegetarian chef was cooking game. Just <laughs> wasn't doing it for me. <laughs> no, the, the, the best part. I love the, I love the guy. The guy was amazing. No, no, no. Really, you you yeah, forget but. the best part of this story. So the, the chef at the time um, – nicest guy ever but he interviewed with one of the local newspapers and he told them he was a vegetarian (laughs) and the concept of the restaurant was wild game like you cook meat so i love that you broke that down for the people (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) there was this article and and the writer just had a field day with it he was like well the chef doesn't eat meat but you should go try his meat (laughs) and it was (laughs) It was oh, such a funny article. I mean, it wasn't a funny article, but it was very, you know, yeah. ironic. And and Steve actually emailed it to me. And yeah. he, or he, so I remember re- I remember sitting <laughs> in San Antonio, sitting in my office, and I remember reading this article, reading and I was like, the article I got this about shot. a vegetarian chef who cooks wild game, wild yeah. game, yeah. And so, that's the whole restaurant is wild game. That's like, I mean, it was yeah. a meat restaurant. So so so, so take it back, back. So so yeah, brother yeah. comes in. Well, you know, a, that was the thing. Is like you know, and brother and I were communicating. He was thinking about. He was telling me he was thinking about coming back. He said, "Well, I, I'm gonna work it. I'm gonna work it. You're coming yeah. back here." Yeah. And then uh, I worked it with the owner and the manager, and we talked about it, and 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 then it just worked out perfectly because then brother came back and then we got to work together again. Mm-hmm. And, and that was a know, fun year. Yeah, and, and for me, it's it, for me, it's all about passion. If I got somebody that has some passion, that's, yeah, that's on the other side, and I'm yeah. doing my passion thing, then we can kind of culminate and come together and and, and, and make beautiful music. Yeah, man, and, that's and, so dope. And and so and, and that's where really we really started to work really well together. And and then that's when we started to break down the wines from the wine perspective instead of just the chef perspective because a lot of restaurants and a lot of psalms and chefs will the chef will put together this amazing menu and then hand it to the sommelier and the sommelier will say okay i'm going to pair this and and then from the sommelier's brain he's pretty close i mean he can pair you know wines with proteins and whatnot but what we do is way different what we do is we want to try to balance those flavors so much that that just that plate and that pairing just kind of sings for you. Mm-hmm. So that's when we really started working well together and started breaking down those wines. And we'd break them down together. Mm-hmm. And, and, wh- and yeah. when we're talking about breaking them, breaking them down for the yeah. people like me, like you guys are diving into the each flavor. Like help, help me out. Describe what breaking it down, how you guys mm-hmm. sing and make that beautiful music. No, you know, one of the things that I think about is um, there's this there's this creative writing technique called uh, bubbling or or word bubbling. Mm -hmm. And it's where, you know, you essentially focus on a center point and then you bounce everything around that that idea. Mm -hmm. Right. How does it all correlate? And then how do you bring it all together? Yeah. That idea of thinking through something was so special because we started to do that with food and wine where it was like, okay, we're tasting, you know, pork right now and it's, it's smoked. So what's going to go well with smoke and pork. And then it was like, okay, well, we're going to pair plum. 
okay, we're going to pair brie cheese. Now we're going to throw in potato. Now we're going to throw in, you know, basil. Like we had all these flavors that would bounce around this pork. And then it was like, okay, now where's the wine fit in? And then we would do the same thing with the wine where it's like, okay, what is the central flavor profile of this wine? Now let's break down all the components of this wine. And then let's find the contrast and let's find the harmony of this wine and the food. So it was this constant, you know, back and forth. Yeah. And, and you're doing this through tasting a wine and thinking about the flavors on your, on your palate. I mean, you're not actually tasting the ingredients. You're thinking about them because our job as chefs, as sommeliers, as bartenders is to eat and memorize flavor profiles. Mm. So we can taste them. If you, if I say, you know, that's interesting. I've never thought of that as you, you yeah. remember flavor Absolutely. profiles. Yeah. If I say, you know, avocado and smoked salmon, I can immediately taste that flavor profile in my brain. Really? Yeah. Damn, I don't I can't do that. Yeah. Shit, I got sure. burnt pizza. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think the key to the pairing is, especially when brother and I sit down, and I think the best part of that pairing with him is the fact that I'll talk about a flavor in the wine and then he'll pull a flavor in the wine. And then I'll see that. And then I'll pull another flavor and then he'll see that. Mm. So by bouncing it off each other. And tasting the wine together, we, we start to build that flavor profile together where he tastes something and then I taste something and then we go back and forth and back and forth until we finally get to those extreme subtleties in the wine. It could be a hint of clove or uh, some dried sour cherry on the very, very end. And what we try to do then is now we're going to try to use that very subtle flavor in the wine and we're going to try to develop the food to bring that out of the wine. So Whoa. the back and forth thing that we do, I think, is amazing because I can sit there and do it by myself, mm-hmm. and I can do pretty good. But when you get somebody else that's passionate and has the palate that I have, and we yeah. can talk about it, then we can really start to break that down. And that's interesting that you're doing it for the food and then the wine. Mm-hmm. So, like the the sentence or the phrase, I think it was, is like you remember the flavor profile. When Sauce just said, like, he tastes like the, I don't know, black cherry, whatever, on the end of the wine, like, that's another profile that he is is recognizing and, and mm-hmm. relating to. And then you guys are pulling that together. Yeah, and it can even be the stages of the fruit. I mean, we're, we're tasting so many things, but it's constant realization, you know, and, and you have to approach it from a humble perspective because, you know, at the end of the day, there's so much time put into the bottle, right? Yeah. Somebody planted somebody, I love that you say this go ahead yeah, yeah. somebody somebody prepped that ground yeah. right they planted those seeds they yep. grew those vines yep. Nurtur- they nurtured them the whole season the whole time sure that everything's yeah harvested them yeah. right just at the right moment and right. then began the process of making alcohol mm. and what it went into and how it was aged and when it was ready and then getting it into the bottle and eventually getting it to the restaurant they can't ch- you can't change the wine the wine is the wine so, yeah. you know, for me as a chef, I always come from a curious perspective of, you know, what was this winemaker thinking and how can I complement all the work that went into it? Because there's a lot of people behind that. Yeah, because that's the flip. Most people would pair the food with the wine. You guys are pairing the wine with the or, or reverse. Right, mm-hmm. most people pair pair um, the wine with the food. You guys are pairing the food with the wine. Always, we try. Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, it, you, can't, you can you can't change you can't change the wine. It's in the bottle, but you can right. always change the food. And you can change subtleties in the food. And you can you can make that pairing sing. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love I love yeah. that. And 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 now let's dive into like um like you guys' relationship and, and building these wine dinners. Cause we have one that we want to talk about. And by the end of this, I do want to break down and kind of get you guys' thoughts into it. But you know, that's not my session. Um but well, we're gonna blow your mind because I made some of the I made one of the dishes. Oh um, yo <laughs> <laughs> I made one this of the is dishes. The time to shine. <laughs> yeah. I made one of these dishes because you know, we're teaching a class tomorrow online. Yeah. And then uh it's it's actually a part of the dinner on Friday and Saturday. But I was curious on how Steve was going to pair this because I, I was at a loss. Like I had some ideas Yeah, and you know, we started with three wines and it, when he pulled out that third one, what it did to the dish mm-hmm. elevated the dish. Yeah. And I think yeah. we're going to put you through that. Yeah. And, and it's so and cool I, because I, yeah, go that's, ahead, a, that's important because we start with three wines, but they're all pretty similar, but, but all three wines paired with that dish, mm-hmm. but the third wine, Made sense. Made sense. It paired beautifully. It it really married that, and and it it bridged the gap to where all the flavors balanced. Yeah, it ga- it gave the dish and the wine the why. Why yeah. did you, why did you pair this wine with this dish? And you know, Tina and I were having dinner on Friday night, and we're eating at this beautiful restaurant and phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal recognition at this restaurant, and the sommelier described this dish and and dropped it and we just didn't get it yeah and tina was actually the one to ask she goes she asked the sommelier she goes why why did you why did you decide to pair and he he didn't really go into the why of of the pairing he went into the history and the region of of the the wine of the of the grape and we knew what we were drinking so it wasn't like we that's not the question we asked we want to know and he never really gave us the why i think that that's what happens in a lot of pairings is that the chef and the sommeliers, the chef and the and the wine person, do not communicate and truly understand why they're pairing that dish together. I think that this is why, if you guys are watching, if you guys are in the local or even surrounding areas of Colorado Springs, this is why you guys should come out and check out one of these wine dinner pairings because it is different. Like, um, I brought my sister to one. <laughs> My sister is, let me just tell y'all, she ghetto. She ghetto as hell. <laughs> when she uh when brother brother what was it called? It was called um uh uh pheasant. Is uh-huh. that is that right? Yeah, we did a pheasant. It was suit. called a pheasant. <laughs> and my sister was like, I ain't no peasant. I don't eat no peasant. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but I brought her to to the wine, and the reason why I bring this up is for people like me and my sister who really don't understand the whole wine pairings Mm -hmm. when you eat the food it's slamming right but then when you drink the wine you know the wine is good and if if you eat the food then drink the wine you have a different experience yeah and different listen to tina's comments because she's in the instagram live right now but she said you know when we're talking about the wine with that sommelier and that dinner she said uh, the sommelier only described the wine. It was acidic and it had no fat in the dish. She goes, it, it was all acid. The dish yeah. was. She goes, Steve would be so proud of me. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm so proud of my tea right now. Yeah, that's so dope that tea can break it down like that. One day I'm gonna give it to your level tea. One day. All right, so let's let's take it back. Okay, like um, 
you guys have this relationship and you're pairing the wines. Speak about like your guys' favorite dinners or your favorite hit memories. Like go back to memories for me. If we can tell mm. a couple stories, wow. um, whether it be about <laughs> each other or wine dinners, can I get a couple stories? I, I think the first thing you have to realize is we've done over a hundred dinners together. Yeah, so that's where I was like a favorite. <laughs> favorite can't be the right question. The right question yeah. is what are some of your favorite memories? you know, from each other, or even those mm. wine dinners. What are some of your favorite memories? Tell me a story. What comes to your mind? The strawberry brie soup. Oh, yeah. With the, that, with the Vouvray. That stands yeah, out. Yeah. Um, that was one of our first aha moments. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, it was one of our first, where the pairing was so perfect, so perfectly matched. Yeah, that's probably 2008, yeah. 2009. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that stands out as an aha moment, yeah. for sure. What what other memories? Sauce, you got some memories well, of I brother? Got a, I got a recent memory. It was pretty awesome. We did the Wizard of Oz dinner. I think, uh, first of all, the staff did an amazing job decorating yeah, that place. And then everybody dressed up into a different character, and it was killed. It. it was just amazing. But brother, come out in the lion. <laughs> he was like, he, and he 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 owned it. It was yeah. awesome. He owned yeah. it. it was, uh, I was a disco lion. <laughs> Yo, that is a great memory. He he yeah. did own that lion. He, he was that. roaring all night. I, I, I <laughs> he think, had the paws. Yeah. I, th I think the thing I you know we talk about you know our relationship, and I think the thing that I really admire most about brother is how humble he is. You know, he's not. You know, he has an ego. We all know he has an ego, but that doesn't really show. Unless, mm -hmm. you know, unless he, you know, makes it really Sometimes good, you need to remind really good, some people. Really good drive on the golf course, you got a little ego. But other than that, <laughs> but I love how humble he is. And I love the way he talks to people, especially employees. Yes. It, it's respectful. It's educational. It's humble. It's passionate. But it's it's gentle. It's gentle. And and very rarely do you ever see him in, in the heat of the moment or in the kitchen ever get upset. It's really cool. He always it's even keel. So I, I really respect that. It's amazing. So that's dope. I appreciate that, you and bro. We, we've, we've done a lot of stuff. <laughs> we we've have. done a lot of stuff. <laughs> there, there's so many. You know, Tina brought up the Willy Wonka. That, to me, that's another one that stands oh, yeah, out. Yeah. That, was, uh, that was one of the first pop-ups yeah, when yeah. we started this business. Um, the Chocolate River Martini. The chocolate river martini, <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, the violet you're turning violet, yeah. yeah. I mean, there was so yeah, many, so many yeah. great things there. Yeah, that was cool. Um, you know, one of the moments, that, I think this was something that, like, you you talk about humbling. I remember when we started at Street Eats, and you know, the staff wore t-shirts, yeah, t-shirts and jeans, yeah, t-shirts and jeans, and yeah. and Steve rocked it. Yeah. And delivered, and and what we were doing in t-shirts and jeans <laughs> yeah. and such a casual atmosphere yeah. was so high level, and and I'll never forget you telling me the conversation of like you had one of your colleagues come in and like what are you doing like yeah. you're in a t-shirt and you're like dude I I believe in brother I trust in brother absolutely absolutely yeah and yeah. we put out <laughs> just the craziest stuff but it was just one of those moments where it's like if you can work with team members who can truly be that humble. To, to jump in and, and dress up in costume or, or working a casual uh, outfit and still deliver the highest quality of that yeah. five-star, five-diamond, yeah. you know, that that is is the realest, most powerful thing. And, and it's one of the things I've always appreciated about Steve is he will always deliver. Like, he shows up and, he, I mean, I've watched this man work two wine dinners in one night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> he, he's jumping from, from yeah. one restaurant across yeah. the street 
yeah. coming over to do ours. Right. And oh, I mean, that was funny. I remember that <laughs> night. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, but that that's 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 what a, a great a great entertainer does. Is is they you know one of my favorite quotes: "The advantage of being a superstar is you can always step your game up." Ooh. At any minute, you Too can step sorry. your game up. Turn it on, and I, I think that's something that you know myself and 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 Steve both carry really well. Is is we can always turn on superstar status and deliver, yeah, yeah. A, a, to the highest standard that we can. I love that you mentioned like um, you can humble yourself to where you know what'd you say jeans and shirt mm-hmm. and deliver you yeah. know high quality absolutely and then believe in it like yeah. that's such an important part that sauce believed in you talk about your guys's trust relationship how you guys have been building trust over so long um but speak about about that that portion of of your guys's relationship trusting come on guys <laughs> trust fall no I'll, I'll go i mean you know it's it's a long time ago, uh, we, we, we thought about opening a place called Mingle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we talked about it, and, and we worked on getting some investors, and we were really, really close. But it was it, it, that was after the Shine Mount Resort, I think. Was, was that after, Brian? Was that after we were Craftwood? both at Craftwood. We were still at the Craftwood then. Mm-hmm. That's right. And we were looking for a space, and we were looking to do something. And, and it's like I believed in brother. I always have. I believe, and it's like I talked about his humble and his passion and everything he had and his his talent, his eye for the plate is amazing. It's, I mean, he can put a couple of things on a plate and somebody else can do the same thing and it it's totally different. It, it's way different. It, it, what he does is art. Yeah. And so, I've worked with a lot of chefs in my career, um, but never have I worked with somebody that has that vision mm. and, and, and that style. And, and everything that he does. So I believed in him. So whatever brother's going to do, I'm going to come along, come along for the ride because I started selling wine after the, after the Craftwood and brother opened up street eats. And on the first day he was opening, he called me, he said, Hey, you want to come help me out? Come wait some tables for lunch. <laughs> and so I came, yeah, sure. I'll do that. <laughs> cause I, I had another career at that point cause I'm selling wine then. Yeah. And so I came down and I, I started waiting tables for lunch and, 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 and since then, I'm the only employee that's been there since day one. Since day one. And that's loyalty to to what I believe in. And I yeah. believe in brother, and I believe in Tina, and I believe in the team. But, you know, let's talk about let's talk about the cool stuff that we used to do in that back room back there. Oh, man. <laughs> that's where that all began. Yes. We had this little back room that we could seat eight people in. It was such a weird layout in that restaurant. <laughs> yes. There was like this. They are funny. Someone <laughs> said, have you two ever kissed <laughs> as friends? <laughs> so, I, I, you know, it, it's interesting because, and I want to go back a little bit. So oh, this w- is good. I love when it. We, when we talk about when we were discussing Mingle, you know, we were really close. We had yeah. a, a cool space. We had people that believed in us, were willing to to fund us. You know, the thing was, I didn't believe in myself at that time. Mm. And I, I th- it, it took a long time to realize how much fear I actually had and mm. going for it because I always had a security blanket. I always had, I always had a steady check. I never, I never risked it all. I never put it all on black. And and that was one of those <laughs> moments that. You know, it scared the it scared the hell out of me. Um, you know, somebody willing to give you that much money to to start a restaurant, and I I I, I ran from that fear. I wasn't ready, yeah. and I was forced into that position because you know, as we move forward a couple months later, 
there was writing on the wall that that restaurant wasn't going to make it. Yeah. And I could see through, you know, the financials and the, and the checks starting to be, be yeah. postponed yeah. that I wasn't going to have a job. That's yeah, not good when your paychecks. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> right. and it was a realization that there was nowhere else I wanted to work. There was no one I wanted to work under. So I, I finally, you know, knew that that was the moment where I just, I had to do something. And Tina was the one who said, you know, you've got to pick one or the other. You can't do them all. Like, yeah, go for it. And, you know, if you screw it up, we just start over. This is this is so good to take it back all the way. And and let's let's kind of dive into to moving forward from there. Speak about that time period from right there when you guys were about to do that to then sauce is working as a waiter. <laughs> but that's how much he yeah. believes. Speak about that middle gap yeah, that we're I, missing here. I mean, I, I, I always tell people I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea. There's something yeah. that that Sauce said about you about like how you're humble and that you have um his words were vision. You have vision. And then the, the what I thought about was um another word that I see from brother that I love about brother, which is he has this drive. And I don't I don't know, you know, <clears throat> how to how to categorize and yeah. put him in some type of a box cuz I don't think that you should do that. But he has incredible drive to create the vision that he sees. And I think there's some type of, you know, interesting relationship between having the drive and the vision. Because some people have drive and no vision. Other people have vision and no drive. <laughs> but you have, you have a drive for your vision. Talk about, you know, that dynamic. Like, like how, what, how do you get that? My house is on the line. <laughs> well, there's you, you got the drive and the vision, but there's a governor on your gas pedals called Tina. Okay, okay. I love this governor. The governor is called he's T. Got the, he's got the gas floored, but it ain't going 100 yet. <laughs> this is great. This is great. T's no, the governor. She, she, yeah, she's, she's the balance for sure, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I'm definitely a dreamer. Um, and I see things in my head and I like to see them come to life. And and that's something that's really special to actually watch happen repeatedly. You know, we whether it's a dish or it's a concept or, or the space we're sitting in right now. Yes. You know, when I tell people, I'm like, this is what I think. And they look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, you fast forward and you're like, I told you so. Like that's such a cool, that's such a cool realization. So, you know, I, I love that piece of it, but there does need to be balance with that. You, there has to be checks and balances Yeah, and you know, and I use that balance. She, she is, but it's also a lot of the people I keep around me like Steve, you know, th this is, these are people who are going to call you out and be like, yo, this is where we're slacking. This is where yeah. we need to step up. Hey, yeah. I'm, I'm not filling this menu or these dishes. Like I've, Steve's always shot me straight, which is something I've always appreciated because you need that. Yeah. You know, don't let someone just inflate your ego and then okay, you, you okay. lose touch with reality. Right. I, I got some more questions. It's coming to me. So okay. now we're moving past that time frame. Okay, let's street eats is a time frame. You're working through it. Let's talk about the beginning of four no, from sauces. Be, before we go there, man, we go we ahead. Gotta, we got to go talk ahead. about what we did in that back room. Yeah. Street eats. All right, let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. We did, we did black light dinners. 
We did all kinds of stuff. I, I wore Doctor I, I wore all black, white tie, and white gloves, and all I could see was the white tie and white gloves. Uh-huh. Ooh, and, and yeah. we, we did the food so that the food was glowing. I mean, we did some crazy stuff. Back we did. We did a lot of yeah. lot of really unique. Day. And that was kind of the beginning where we put people in a closet. <laughs> and, people, and people paid money to come there. <laughs> it was so, a closet. <laughs> it was a closet. I had, it was so I had, small. I, Break I had, this I, down for I, the people. I, I, I had to tape up those black tablecloths on the uh-huh. walls to make the whole room black, remember? Yep. We did some crazy stuff. We did. We had to walk through a parking lot and coming through the back door. And <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the thing was, there was this weird room that was uh, a storage room in the yeah. back of the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. And it was probably only... 10 feet by 8 feet. It wasn't a big room. It was really small. <laughs> and we knew we could fit like 8 people in there. Yeah. And we're one like, day, well, one day, one day we did 12. Yeah. And we we knew it was such a it was such a uncomfortable space. We had to change the atmosphere of it. So, we actually like duct taped table black table linens yeah. all around the <laughs> the cabinets that were in that space and over the windows and then we turned the lights off and then we set up black lights. So it was a sensory dinner. It was a, an experience and <laughs> you couldn't see the whole point was so you couldn't see how busted the room was, <laughs> but it was kind of fun because then it got into, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to create, you know, the, this, this hot, cold temperatures. We're going to create this sensory. We're going to make this vibrate on your tongue. Like we did all this crazy stuff with food and beverages. Yeah, yeah. And it was such a cool realization that we could do dinners beyond yeah. uh, just the a la carte. And I think that's, that's kind of what, you know, I, I'm, I'm in this weird phase right now where, you know, restaurants are restaurants and they need to be consistent and you're serving a, a large volume of people. But when you're doing small, intimate dinners, you have a lot more room to play because yes. it's very small. And that means they trust you because mm. they got tickets to that. Right. right. So they, they can't wait to see what you have up your sleeve. Yep. And I, I love that <laughs> because now I'm so excited to play around with what we're doing up here in the studio because now this is a controlled environment. It's not a closet anymore. There's a lot more room. <laughs> I don't have to put a, I don't have to put tablecloths on the walls. We can here. leave the lights on. This is and awesome. Tablecloths on the walls. Yeah. You yeah. didn't want them to see the walls and it's a yeah. sensory dinner. So it's dark. It, it was, it well, we did, we did, we did several. I think y'all we did, in I think closet. we did, we, we did. did a dozen at least. Willy Wonka. No, we did in a one Dr. Room. Dr. Seuss dinner. Yeah, in that one room. In yeah. the one room. So, the one room. so basically there's eight to 12 people people at that dinner yeah. is that kind of how it is yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah and they're in this closet and pretty that's much. where you're hosting your wine dinners mm-hmm. pretty much is yeah. that what i'm getting that's yeah exactly while we served yeah. in the restaurant while you served service. in the restaurant with normal service so you didn't shut it down no no you no. let that and then this was its own yeah, small we had two events intimate going on. dinner yeah, mm-hmm. yeah absolutely oh this is so good <laughs> so i'm so it's, glad it's I funny understand. when you fast forward to something like this now because this is this is a big closet yeah it's a much magnified version of that but this is where the vision becomes real. <laughs> but that was always the thing is like we love we love to to take people on these these experiences. Journeys. And Journey, they were journeys. They yeah. need to be uninterrupted. Yes. And and that's, that's so one of the dope. things that's so important. So being up here, uh, I'm really excited to be able to do like this dinner this weekend because we get to take people on this really fun journey of what we're creating. And then we get to continue to do that over right. and over and over. So right. 
you know, it's really exciting. Ooh, that's so good. I love that <laughs> sauce brought us back to the back room, yeah, which is right which there, is the man. dark room. Now I get it. That's the yeah. wine room yeah. in, in essence. All right, so take yeah. us now. Now let's fast forward. Let's go to four. All right, four opens. And uh, speak about your perspective of the journey with four. Because four has been open, what, like three, four years now? Four, four and a half years. Four and a half years, four and a half years now. Yeah. And Sauce, you've been at, at the beginning of that. Speak about four's development and um, and this phase before we get to, like, the lucky and upstairs here. From Sauce's perspective, I want Sauce on this front. Because, right. obviously, brother, it's his restaurant. Yeah, but yeah, you're, yeah. you're within the, the well, system. So well, I think you have a different perspective. I think Streets was cool. But then we wanted to get back to the mingle concept because mm-hmm. the mingle concept was small plates and wines. That's That was our concept there. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to get back to this, what we really do best, which is pairing food and wine or beverages and wine or beverages and food, pardon me. So that's what we really wanted to do. So that was kind of like our our dream restaurant is to do something where we can have a really nice wine list and we have a really nice menu and we can start to pair those things. And I think it was when we first opened, we didn't have wine pairings. Mm-mm. When we first opened, brother put out the menu, and, and left. his four corners was awesome, and, and then left. But it was became <laughs> successful, and then he came back, and we had still yeah, the four back, corners, baby. And then he jacked it up, and then he just I screwed it up. I almost closed the restaurant now. <laughs> and he put out a menu that was all lined up. No, no, they like the four corners. Keep it. Don't fix it. But then, then I started doing wine pairings on my own in the restaurant, and I started doing. Uh, people would say, "Can you pair this for me?" So sure, I would do. I would pair the dinners, and that wasn't on the menu. And we then, started seeing his check averages. <laughs> <laughs> and then people started commenting on what they did. And brother says, well, can you do this for the whole restaurant? And well, of course we can do this for the whole restaurant. So that's when we started, really started to do what we really enjoy, which is every dish on that menu is paired with a different wine. And you can come in and have a, a four-course wine dinner. And if, mm-hmm. if it's a couple and everybody orders separately, you can have an eight-course wine dinner. I say that to people all the time when they come in. They, yeah. You know, two people are going to say, why don't you order something different? And then... You guys can wow. share, and then eight and now, now, now eight you have an eight-course wine dinner. Mm-hmm. Wow! And and then Yo, that's dope. I'm about to do it. Yeah. yeah, you know it's, what it was though. We we had we had a, a, a article come out that pretty much said we were the ultimate wingman for date night. Yeah, and that was the realization of we're on to something. We are going to take the guesswork out of. The pairing, the wine, the the list, the uncomfortable French terms and, and yeah. Italian wording. Yeah. And we are going to make it approachable. Man, for people like me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I love it. I it's love it. It's going to make you look this, like a rock star. This exactly. is so good. Like, and, and I didn't even realize, and I was I was a part of that damn journey. I didn't realize. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I didn't even realize that you didn't start with the wine pairings. Yeah, you've been documenting it. For I've us, been documenting right? it for yeah, sure. Exactly. And, and that's what's incredible is like. To hear that perspective, that's what I love. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. All right, bro. Now your side, your side of four. I want you to talk about the journey from your side. Yeah. Um. Obviously, it's your baby. Yeah. We, you know, the opening team um was intentional because I knew I was going to film Top Chef, mm-hmm. and I knew I was going to be leaving right around the time we were opening. So instead mm-hmm. of postponing, we trusted, and and Tina was a big part of that. She was like, you know, shout out T. Yeah. <laughs> But we had we had you know uh, Aaron in the kitchen. We had Travis in the front, um, and Tina was the money. <laughs> and uh, you know we we wrote this concept of like four courses, um, based on seasons with with four cultures, and it was a box type scenario. And you know it made a it made a lot of sense when we wrote. We all got excited. I remember sitting there. The three of us were sitting there. 
um, at like 12 o'clock in this empty, you know, room being renovated with all this tarp. And we wrote this idea and we're like, man, that's cool. And it was so easy to write it. So it was like, you know, a Spanish menu. It was a uh, Latin menu. There was a, a Western pioneer Cowboy, menu yeah. and uh, a Native American menu. Yeah. And it was four four different sections. And I left for Top Chef. And when I, <laughs> when Tina said they all hated me, uh, <laughs> when I when I got when I got back from Top Chef two months later, I didn't know the restaurant. I was so insecure coming back into the restaurant because I didn't know the staff, I didn't know the systems, I didn't know the food, I didn't know I didn't know the 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 customers that were coming to frequent at that time. Like I didn't know anything about the space. I'd been gone for the first two months. Yeah. So, you know, your first reaction is to change it, make it yours. <laughs> and I did. And and I screwed up what was working. I mean, they had volume numbers, record numbers. And when I changed it, we dropped off. Like mm. so bad we almost closed the restaurant because the financials were so, you know, coming coming uh coming to the bottom line. It, it just didn't look good. And Tina was the one who was like, "Hey, you need to change it back to what it was because it worked. And uh, I had to eat, like, the worst humble pie ever. Mm. And, you know, I had to take that look in- internally and be like, okay, what are we doing? So we went back to the four-course tasting. Steve was actually a big part of that conversation where he was like, yeah, Tina's right. Yep. It worked. Yep. Let me sell it. Let's add wine to it. Yep. So we started having these conversations and we turned it back into four course tastings and Steve added the wine pairing flights to it. And it, you know, it just, it just catapulted after that. I mean, it's, it's been surreal to watch it all happen, but yeah, my ego coming back almost closed the restaurant. Man, this is, this is, and this is so good for, for people listening to hear these stories. Well, you know, you think you go on a show like Top Chef and you think this is the, the creme de la creme, we're the best of the best, right? right. That's the, that's a measurement. And you've been cooking with all these celebrity chefs and you've been serving all these guest judges and working. Celebrity at, guest judges. Yeah. Like, I mean, like it's, it's just this environment. You, you've, you've, you, you now feel like you have some validation. Yeah. So you're on you the f- big stage. You feel like you need <laughs> to step your game up when you right. come home. Right. Because when the show comes out, you got to be able to deliver that. And little and, do you know that because you're uncomfortable, that made you second guess it, but it was working. Mm-hmm. So that's so interesting to hear, you know, and, and then to eat the humble pie to correct it. I think that that's the entrepreneur. Like that's, that's, and obviously that's tea with the checks and balances. When you got to um, think too, the other side is like to leave for two months and they do record numbers like that. Like, yeah, y'all don't need me. Yeah, mm, man. That's <laughs> My name's inter- on the door. That's an interesting perspective. Like, yeah, you know, I built it. I, I was, I was the one here for the last four years, three years, right, making this happen. And right. uh, your name on the door is yeah. what brought those people in. Don't, don't suck and guess. Right. Yourself, hey, but, I'm yeah. glad Sauce is here. <laughs> talk that talk, Sauce. Yes, yes. That's exactly what we need to hear. It really was. It really was a tough, a tough pill to swallow coming back. And and it was people like Steve and, and Tina who you know, called me out and was like, we need to fix this and we need to do it this way. Yeah. And, you know, I had to listen and <laughs> and we did. And and here we are four and a half years later, that team is, is so phenomenal. I'm so they're proud of it. everything they're doing, right. but it, it's also allowed me to trust more mm. and believe in leader. my people as wow. a leader. So important. So important. And I think, I think we've all grown together. Me, UT and, mm-hmm. and the whole team, but, but 
essentially me, you and T and Myra, mm-hmm. you know, we've all kind of grown together and, and learned a lot and, and, and we trust each other. We do. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, and now we're getting into this project up here where now we can kind of control when we want to do the dinners and, and what flourish. type of dinners we want to yeah, do. And, exactly. you know, we're just now scratching the surface of what this space, I mean, just the private bookings alone is insane on yeah. the demand for this space. Yeah. But to be able to say, no, we're holding off these nights because we're doing a, a you know, Spanish wine dinner and we're going to fly out the, the winemaker for this dinner. And it's only for 20 people. Like this is such a intimate, it's so intimate. It's so intimate fun. and creative, you know, it gives you guys that, that creative freedom. Um, okay. So I, I, I do want you to talk about the wine. Cause I know that was the main thing tonight. I hijacked the episode. Um, but I do want to fast forward a little bit. Um, you guys have been building a relationship. Sauce said it with Myra and sauce and T and brother. Mm-hmm. So I want sauce. I want you to speak about, T and brother's relationship from your point of view. Um, what are some things that you've seen and what do you take away from it? If that's fair. You really want me to go there? I do. I do. I do. <laughs> I, I do. I do. I'm just teasing. T. I'm just teasing. It's all good. Oh, sorry T. This is our time. No, I mean, you know, we're, we're very close friends. I mean, the, the four of us together and we have a couple other people that are close with us too, but we're, we're very close friends. We can hang out together. We don't have that situation where we all like each other. And we all respect each other and trust each other. So I think the the growth, you know, I've known Brother since he was young. You know, he was a young man when I first met Brother. And now he's he, he's he's a lot more mature. He's a lot more, he's, he's always been amazing. But Tina and Brother, their relationship together and the way they feed off of each other and the way they take care of each other and the way that, that T keeps that governor on, the, on the, <laughs> you can't go 100 miles an hour, slow down. But he he gives her he gives her a little grief too. I mean it, it's a it's a great relationship that they have, and, and they're they're great friends and, and we mm-hmm. love them absolutely. That's beautiful. I always yeah. think if you want to learn if you really like someone, travel with them. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly right. Right, right. <laughs> right. I've traveled with both of y'all. Yeah, so I know I like you both. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. But you know, especially as couples, I, I think that's something that's so important. Like it you got to go travel with another couple see if you really like them. And more. that's so cool that you guys have beyond your professional, you guys have a personal relationship, and I think that that is what makes you guys so successful. And um, you know, through time, you guys stand that test of time. Yeah, is because you guys have personal and business relationship. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now I just want to pick your brains real quick. Okay, Um, you know this episode in specific. You know we didn't really have a topic besides you know the wine and the food, but I do want to give some advice. Okay, you know we always try to give some type of you know whether it be a tip or advice for our, our listeners. You know how can they take away? And the question is around wine. Okay. For somebody like me who, you know, like when I taste the wine, I just know if it's good or not. How can we help, you know, develop our palate? Or what are some tips that we can, you know, educate ourselves on wine? I want a tip from both of you guys. What do you guys got? Uh, I, I can go. Um, the, the, most, the most important thing is, is when you're tasting a wine, you don't realize all the flavors that are in there. It's, 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 you're overwhelmed by trying to figure out what exactly that flavor is. That's why when you come to the restaurant and I kind of guide you and then you taste it and then you go, and then that light bulb goes on your head you go, wow, I've never tasted that before. So mm. basically what you got to try to do, it's from memory. It's like brother said it earlier. It's a flavor profile memory. He knows what avocado and 
and that salmon, smoked salmon tastes like. And that's a memory in your brain. So when you're tasting wine, you got to think about that. You think about memories. You got to think about fruits that you might be tasting. Does this taste like cherry or is it raspberry? Is it blackberry or is it blueberry? So you got to start to break that down. And that's that's how you really get good at tasting and breaking down, breaking down flavor profiles in wines, actually. Brother, what you got for me? Give me a, a good tip. You got anything? Yeah, you know, Steve actually was the one to really kind of break this down for me. But, you know, understand that wine is geography. Mm. And wine only comes from, 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 you know, essentially two lines across the world. And, you know, when you look at that geography, you start to understand that, you know, certain grapes grow in certain areas. And now you begin to understand the characteristics of those grapes. So pick a grape that you think is something that you might be interested in and start to enjoy that grape and then taste different regions of that grape. Mm. You know, if you're, you're picking something like Malbec and that's the wine that you want to start to understand, you know, really get into Argentina and understand what's happening in that specific area of Argent- Argentina and why the grapes are tasting like why they are, yeah. you know, versus like, oh, I want to get into, you know, a, a Syrah and I'm going to go down to, you know, Australia. Like there, there's so many different things that are based on geography. So, yeah. you know, don't be afraid to, to look at the map and see where the wine's coming from. Yeah. All right. And yeah, it's cool to do side by sides too. Mm, um, that's a good yeah. good tip side there's, by side. There's a thing called terroir, which is it's it's soil, it's climate, it's conditions, it's the way the vineyard manager manages that vineyard. Those are all terroir. Those are the things that make the grapes taste the way they do. So you can take a, a a Syrah, which is called Shiraz in Australia, and then take a Syrah from California. And take a Syrah from the Rhone region of France and try them all side by side. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same grape, but because that grape's grown in different regions of the world, it's going to taste differently. And that's where you start to develop your palate, and that's where you start to go, oh, now I get why this tastes differently in this region than it does somewhere else. And, and Tina's just hit it. I mean, that's she's so she's obviously the, she's obviously the best marketer out of all of us because her <laughs> comment is. You just have to come to a wine dinner and see how the food and the changes, changes the, the wine. wine. Yes, that's <laughs> like, so true. That's the best advice right there. You the know, best advice. Let, let us take you on a journey. All right, guys. Man, all right. I, w- I do want to want to give you guys the opportunity to break down your menu. Um, if that's if you, what you want to do, run through that. I mean, um, I don't even think we have to. I mean, or, we, we can. Or if, or if you want to want to go ahead and whip up a dish, I'll taste it. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, we told our, our listeners we was going to taste it. On, on, Let me, I'm, you know, I'm going to go heat this up real quick. It take me literally a minute and a half to get this warm. Uh, I right, want you to taste right. this dish that I made. I made some dirty rice. Okay. And, you know, that's a very southern traditional dish. And all it's right. got some really unique flavors of, of chicken liver and spices. But... Steve blew my mind with this wine pairing, so I'm gonna let y'all chat while I'm gonna go heat this up. All real right, quick. all right. And and what we're gonna talk about, just so I can I can keep interviewing sauce, is I want mm-hmm. I want to talk about um, brother brother's journey in golf game. So <laughs> so so help help us out, you know what I mean? Because you said he had a mean little slice, you know, when he started. Talk about how he's grown as a golfer because he he is pretty nice. I ain't gonna lie, he's pretty well, nice. That was one of the greatest perks about working in the Shymont Resort was that we, as managers, we could go golf whenever we wanted to. And when you first get that perk, you think that's awesome, but then you realize that they work you so damn hard that you you really don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> but we would find time because we would say we have to have a meeting. 
So then we would go play nine holes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, a so, meeting in nine so, holes. So about an hour, you know, yeah, hour and a half. Hour and a half, yeah, or something like that. So we would go out and play nine holes. And then that's where we really started to bond mm. because he enjoyed the game. And, and my game's pretty good. <laughs> Humble abode. <laughs> my game's pretty good. For so. everybody out there that doesn't know, Sauce. Man, I'm chasing Sauce. It's so tough to beat his ass because he's parring every hole. And uh, if he's not parring, he probably got a birdie. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? But but help us out, you know. Yeah, Talk about his growth. Cause yeah, so, you know, he, he used to swing really hard. He used to swing with an open face, and he'd have that big slice, and we'd chase it down. And But he learned. He, he, you know, he, he wanted to, you know, he wanted to keep playing with me. And I, I basically helped coach him, and I would coach him along, and I would change, yeah. change little things in his swing, and, and he got better and better and better. And um, matter of fact, he was, uh, he was with me. He was with me when I hit my uh, my third hole in one. Third? How many have you had? Just three. Just three. Just three. <laughs> Just three. <laughs> but he was with me. We were on number eight at the country club, and we were on one of our afternoon meetings, and I hit this shot, and it, it bounced, and it looked like it may have gone in the trap in the back of the back of the green i go no i didn't hit it that far and he goes ah it's in the trap i go i i don't think that club will go that far so we drive up there and we drive around in the green and there's you guys there's are no, looking for you there's can't no find ball it. in the trap and then we walk up and sure enough it's in the bottom of the hole oh <laughs> man that's awesome so i got i got my my brother as a witness to one of my holes once it's pretty cool so you know that's dope he, you know but now when you play with him now yeah. he's serious now. Yeah, he's serious. I mean, serious. he's serious now. His, yeah. his game is, is... He hits a straight ball. His game is great. It's grown a lot. And, yeah. And I'm just worried about the day that he's going to finally beat me. Yeah? So I'm thinking... Has he ever beaten you? No, no. Not yet. <laughs> but it's coming. <laughs> he said, no, 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 it's, no. It's not coming. Yet. It's not coming. Yet. But I'm hoping that by the time he starts to catch me... That I'll be sixty five and I'll be a senior. Then I can hit from those front tees. Now. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, for sure, definitely. Well, the, the other day, he said, "I said, you know, brother won't let me hit from the senior tees." He goes, "You're one over. I'm six over. I'm gonna let you hit from the senior tees. That ain't gonna happen." Right, right, right. <laughs> so then, so then, Saw says, "When you guys beat me, I'm moving up to the to the senior tees." Right, right, right. Sauce is nasty. I'm just gonna tell y'all from my point of view. Uh, we. we Brother's hooking up, so in the back in the studio, brother's getting busy right now because I'm going to taste a little wine pairing. Um, but Sauce always tells me fur and gur. Fur you and gur, man. Saying? Fur and gur. Fur and gur. <clears throat> Which is fairways, you know what I'm saying, and green and regulation. Fairways and regulation, green and regulation. So that that's so dope. All right, all right. We got we got some food here. Okay, okay. And then we're going to break down the wine. So. Sauce, if you don't mind, go ahead and describe the wine for us. Here, give me give me a glass. I'll give oh, you oh, here we go. Here you go, baby. Here you go. Smell it together. And then help me out. All right. Damn, I'm not good at this. What do you smell? Well, I, I brought I brought you know when, when when I first looked at this menu, and I saw the dirty rice, and I've had it before, and I knew brother puts chicken livers in here, so I know that's got a, a lot a lot of fat, and I knew. That is rice. The dirty rice is actually a little bit spicy, and okay. it's got this savoriness to it. And I'm gonna let him describe the dish. But in my brain, I remembered the rice, and I remembered you talking about his his, his father's recipe. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I remember him telling me, and I remember tasting it. So this I is had, your dad's dirty rice right here. Yeah. yeah. So I had oh, that. Man. I had that in my my memory of the, brother, of the flavor the profile. profile. So when I first thought about this dish, I thought I was gonna pair this with a riesling, and brother wasn't sure about it. But then when we tasted it together, 
So the Riesling, and we smell this. You get that that beautiful apple pear, and then you get a little petroleum smell in the back, a little petrol. A little I'm just going to nod my head. I'm just going to nod my head. I, I've, I have a bad <laughs> sense of smell. Anyway, when you taste this, it's got some, it's a spitzlesa, so it's got a little more uh, residual sugar in it, and I want that sweetness to help tame that spice in there. Mm-hmm. It's got that beautiful acidity. Yeah. And I want that acidity to balance that, uh, the beautiful, that fattiness of this dish. And then I um, uh, also want that saltiness of this dish. It's going to yeah. contrast that sweetness as well. So when you take a bite of this food, it's beautiful. It's, de- it's delicious. It's savory. Right. It's salty. Right. It's, it's fatty. It's spicy. And then everything in this wine is contrasting that to balance this. Mm, okay, I'm ready now. All right, so when you get into this dish, right, when 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 I make that recipe, it's it's making a dark roux. So it's making the oh my God. the flour and the oil and, and cooking those down until it's really, really dark, extremely nutty. And then I fry the the, the celery, <laughs> the onion, the garlic, the uh, <clears throat> the uh, Green onion, and uh, all that's get sautéed up with a little bit of bell pepper. So you cook it in the roux um, before you add the chopped up chicken livers, and then caramelize that. You know, once the rice is is done pilaf style uh, with just some chicken stock, you fold that in with some scallions and some some parsley, some cayenne, and and uh, a little bit of uh, black pepper and salt. But I actually like to use chipotle because I think it has a little bit more of a smoky note to it than than my dad's recipe, which is cayenne. Um, but has a lot of depth in there, which is really unique. What I thought was amazing about this wine pairing was when, when he poured this, we had tasted two other Rieslings. When we got to this one, what I found most powerful about this wine, this wine pairing was, um, the apple notes that came out of it when I ate the dish made me want to put apple in the rice. And I think that's something a great pairing can do. It can complement or it can contrast. Mm. And this complements this dish because all the heat that you're getting in that rice and then that garlic and that roux and that nuttiness, all of those flavors with that that chicken liver, that earthy chicken liver, uh, tastes really unique when you pair it with this, uh, with this Riesling. Look, y'all, I wish I understood. I wish I understood. There's no way through audio for me to explain. But I'm, 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 I'm going to just take this drink real quick. The best part of that whole thing is after tasting that pairing, I realized I put the wrong wine in there. And now I got the right wine in there. Yeah, so, so yeah, this, one, this, one is, this one complements better. Absolutely. I'm glad that we did that. <laughs> Absolutely. Because at first, I ain't going to lie, yeah. I was like, it doesn't hit. But this one is hitting. Ooh, I'm glad. So now I see a, a, now you see a now perfect pairing. Now I see pairing. a perfect mm-hmm. pairing. Yeah, it's really unique when you can. That's so much better. Yeah, it's like hardcore apple juice in your face. Yo, it's like biting <laughs> into a really, really ripe apple. All right, look, y'all. I don't know what to say. This is good. I'm glad we did this on <laughs> camera for for people yeah. who who don't really understand. I don't know food, y'all. I just know if it's good or if it's not. And this is slamming. Well, All that, right, that's go. The, that's the beauty, man. Is 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 food is is constantly education, uh, constant education. You're constantly eating things to memorize them. You want to know something? Because, you know, I flavor profiles, I don't think, like, I have, like, a bunch of memories of flavor. But I do. Like, when I taste yeah. it, you know, and, and I was like, oh, I get flavor profile. And as you described it, I was eating it. And I was just like, 
oh, I I get it now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then when I paired it, I don't know all the descriptions, you know what I'm saying? But, like, the way that they mesh together, that was so good. I love y'all. Look, here. <laughs> it's a fun No Lux Given podcast. Before we take off, what, what final thoughts you guys got? I want to give you the table or the floor back to you. Sauce, you got anything, brother? You got anything? Any Anything final thoughts? What you guys got to yeah, say? Yeah, I got, I got, you know, this. the studio for us is, is really our, this is our ultimate dream. To be able to have brother in the kitchen and me out here on the floor and have a this close intimate room, yes, where you can watch brother cook and then we can talk together and, right. and take you on right. this food and wine experience, this journey. So, watch for the menus to come out. Um, it's it's going to be super awesome. Uh, we're not going to do it all the time, but uh, it's going to be limited, limited seating, baby, it's which makes limited. this exclusive. Yeah. Everything great is limited. So come see us. We'll take care of you. Other than that, brother, what you got? You got anything? Yeah, man. You know, I I, I was I was having a really good conversation this morning, one of my meetings, and uh, we 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 started this conversation about no resolution without trust. Mm. And as That's I true. think back That's to true, to what we're doing here in the restaurants between Steve and myself, and just everything we've been gearing up towards, you know, it, it really comes back down to trust. Like there's a lot of trust in food, a lot of trust in the wine, a lot of trust in the service, um, a lot of trust in the communication. You know, yeah. you have to develop trust in order to find resolution. So if you're struggling with some type of battle, you got to find the resolution through trust. Amen. That's a nugget. I love, I love that. And and beyond that, I don't got no nugget today. Um, but besides y'all, if y'all in the Colorado Springs area, y'all got to come through. <laughs> this is uh, the studio, you know, no looks given exclusive before the actual first official. This is a first official dinner this weekend. Yeah. Friday, yeah. Saturday. We're officially going. Yeah. All right. Look, y'all. Thank you so much. <clears throat> Sauce, you're our special guest. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate you coming on. Um, this was fun. Awesome, this was man. really fun. And one day I'm going to beat you in golf. One day I'm going to hit all pars. Uh, no, I, you know what? Just because you didn't have a gem, I'm going to give you a gem for Dana uh, Keith. All right, all right? You ready? And, and I typed it out for you. All right, go ahead. The toughest opponent is the person you see in the mirror. I know that's real. So and, stop competing with us. Right, right, right. <laughs> and compete with myself. That's why y'all don't know this, but I was on the golf course today by myself. <laughs> by myself. I played a whole <laughs> round by myself just working on my game because I'm trying to beat one of y'all. I, I'm going after brother first because I can't beat Sauce yet, but I'm trying my best to beat bro. One day. I'm about five, ten strokes close, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> one day, one day. But look, y'all, thank you for listening. We appreciate y'all so much love. Subscribe. Give us some uh, ratings on iTunes, you know, Spotify, the whole nine. And please subscribe to uh, our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Chef Brother Luck. I love y'all. Peace and love. Peace. Peace. The man behind the hustling grind. This is pride, courage, determination, and perseverance. Welcome to No Luck's Giving.